I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Dirt on Flowers podcast. This is Lindsay. And in today's episode, we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. And uh, that is how to have a healthy relationship with ourselves and with our business. And it's late summer. It's late August. We are tired. It is one of the most (laughs) physically, emotionally demanding times of the season. Um, And even though that season is the end is in sight. There's still, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much to be done uh, on the farm still. So, yeah. So in today's episode, we are talking to my dear friend and fellow dirtbag, uh, Lori Hernandez of Three Acre Farm. And mm-hmm. we're going to be talking to you today about balancing farm, family, and still finding time to prioritize ourselves. So, Lori, welcome to the podcast. Yay. Awesome. Thank you <laughs> for having me here. Um I love to listen to you guys when I'm out working in the field. And I I have to tell you that when I'm out there working, I talk to you guys <laughs> while I'm listening to the podcast. I'll be like, oh, Shannon, that's such a great idea. Or Lindsay, that's amazing. Because um, I feel like I'm in the room with you. And Aww. now I'm excited. Like, oh, I actually am in the yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so great. Now Aww. I actually give you feedback in person instead of just. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. good. That's uh, that's nice feedback because we've just wanted it to feel yeah. like we're chatting with each other and that, mm-hmm. you know, our hopes are that everybody else kind of feel the same. So, yes. Yeah, it's super fun. I, I love every episode. Every time I see it come up, I'm like, yay. Aww, <laughs> I you. love to listen. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks. Thank you. you. Thanks. Yeah. So before we jump in here, so if you're not familiar with Lori and her inspiring farm, uh, she owns Three Acre Farm, which is a first generation family owned farm and it's operated. um, They have about one acre in production and she operates that with her husband, John, and they work together um, on the farm. And John's full time now too, right? Are you both? As of this spring. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. Um, Very cool. They kind of figure that out. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's an adjustment because that's Shannon and I are just, this is our first year full-time on the farm. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of what we've been talking about all year is just constantly adjusting to, um, you know, it's like, okay, this is how we did it before, but now that we're here full-time. So I'm sure it's same with you and John. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just figuring out who's in charge of what and giving ourselves a ton of grace. Like this is just a a learning season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll nail things down later and we're having fun though. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole learning experience, even just working alongside your spouse and like what that looks like for both of you, um, how you correspond with each other in private is definitely different than like how you correspond with people in front of employees and all of that. So it's hard. It's hard. It's it's a balance, I'm sure. Yeah. I can definitely see like right away that um, we're going to have to start reinstituting. We used to do week before COVID, we would do weekly meetings at the bar mm-hmm. uh, and I would bring <laughs> my notebook and I mean, we'd get a drink and it was great. And it was just really good to 
talk about those things somewhere else other than your kitchen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, you know, our bar is like three minutes away and it was, we go away for an hour. So <laughs> like, we need to reinstitute that because I don't want to just have these things. At yeah. yeah. No. And you're no. in, where in, where are you in Michigan? East Lansing? Is that? No, we're, um, we're just south of Grand Rapids. Grand so Rapids. Okay. Michigan. We're like an hour from Lake Michigan and then 20 minutes south of Grand Rapids. So okay. we are close to a pretty decent sized city. Well, that's good. I, um, I went to, uh, Petoskey for the first time. I went up to help Kaylin, um, mm. for, um, I went up for a workshop with her like, or in April. So it's beautiful. I've just, I had not been to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan's beautiful and Northern Michigan is, I mean, stunning. Yeah. But yeah. I stayed I in this, I stayed in this hotel and I was like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing to come back, you know, during like in season, it was right on the lake and it yeah. was like going to be 2000 a night in season. I was like, oh, okay. I'll just, what? I'll just come in the off season. <laughs> yeah. No, but they had like touch screen, everything you got oh wine gosh. when yeah. you checked in. I'm like this. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, oh. I got slippers. They gave me slippers when I checked in and free desserts. Like I was living oh it goodness. up. We don't even have yeah. Ubers where I'm from. So it was like, you yeah. know, it's just very exciting for me, but it's beautiful. Very fancy. Yeah. Very fancy. So, um, before we like kind of get going on this, I, when I met you, it's been five years ago, I think now through Facebook. Mm. I don't even know if you would remember this, but you, yeah, it's okay. Um, I was on the flower farmer Facebook page and you were reading present over perfect. You had posted about it on your page with, um, Oh, what's her name? Gosh, I should remember that. Yes. Yes. It's It's a great book. And so I was reading at the same time and I started following and a lot of the stuff that you were posting about was just, you know, it's something that was, it's been really important to me is, you know, how to, I say I'm a recovering perfectionist. So yeah. Um, so that was just a really, a great book. And so you and I started chatting through there and then, so we, we've actually never met in person, um, you know, other than via Instagram. And, uh, I consulted, so I consulted with Lori actually, um, cause I think you're probably going to talk about this, but you used to have a, you pick operation. Correct. Yeah. And so I consulted with Lori. Yeah. Um, I consulted with Lori on, um, how to get a, you pick up and running. And now I like kind of cuss you cause we had 500 people here last month. So yeah, I was wondering how that went. <laughs> we had that moment too. God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is. So, um, yeah, I didn't touch a ton on your farm, but you guys are specializing. You do, um, self-serve stands. You have the honor system stand. I know your dahlias are a huge piece for you. Cause I think that's kind of yeah. how you got into this, yes. um, on farm events and tours. And then, uh, you do also some online, like cut flower hobbyist online and in-person that's classes right. too, right? Yeah. 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 Perfect. So we've narrowed it down to three main things we do this season, which has been really great. And we'll talk about that as well as we yeah. get into it. Well, you know, one of the things, Lori, I just sincerely admire about you is just your transparency, your authenticity. And it's just been so inspiring to see how you show up. And it's inspired me to do a lot of the same things mm-hmm. with myself where it kind of gave me this like, okay, I'm, you know, I sort of had this fear of showing up online and seeing somebody else do it and, you know, having a friendship with you has been very helpful. So I just 
you know, I really appreciate that you're taking the time out of your day to come on here and chat with us about this. So awesome. I'm so glad that that inspired you to do <laughs> that as well. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's what I hope. Sometimes it's like, hey, maybe if I go first, other people will join mm-hmm. along and join mm-hmm. the conversations. And yeah, that's maybe how you find your people, right? Yeah. Like you just yeah. a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there a little bit and mm-hmm. see who responds. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you give this, you know, a summary of your farming operation in 2022? Because I know you've had some changes recently. Um, so why don't you kind of share a little bit about what you guys have going on this year? Yeah. So this year we, um, because we were just chatting before we started here about our kids. Uh, my kids are teenagers now. I've got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. And we came to a realization in multiple ways over the last <clears throat> couple years that our time with these kids, are it's short. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be flying out of the nest here before we know it. So we were like, you know what? We need to just uh, rein it back in a little bit more. And so we decided we were just going to focus on three main outlets for our farm this season. So yeah, we're really pushing our self-serve farm stand, which we've had that farm stand for eight years now. So um, it's pretty consistent. So it does pretty well for a little farm stand just on the side of the road. And we're really doing a lot of the classes and events, um, but also having them spaced out appropriately so that I'm not burning myself out because mm-hmm. I'm an extreme introvert mm-hmm. and I love people, but I get really tired mm-hmm. <laughs> after being around people all day. So um, we made the events and classes in ways that would really um fill me with life instead of burn me out, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then the, the dahlias, I'm sorry, we say it dahlia here. I oh my. You know what? It's because we went to the um, West Michigan dahlia society and there's all these old men who'd be like dahlias. And so <laughs> we learned. It's okay. <laughs> so I know it's like so Midwestern. Um, it's great. But anyway, so we, I mean, our, we just love the dahlias. So we grow, I think we have like 1,500 of them this year, which for our small little farm, that's a pretty good sized mm-hmm. amount. And we sell the blooms on our self-serve farm stand, but we also sell the tubers around the country. So that keeps us busy through the winter time and spring. You guys mm-hmm. know all about that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing this year. That's yeah, good. The, um, yeah, I think like even for newer growers who are have like in a stage of life where we have like super young family, that mm-hmm. that on site like flower stand is such an amazing outlet because it allows you to do two things: sell flowers yeah. and be at home, which yes. a lot of times don't go together. So mm-hmm. it's always like when we first started, we had just I mean I had an infant. And I was just trying to figure it out. And that's such an amazing, um, an amazing outlet if you're just like hoping to get started. It's kind of an easy thing. And like ours wasn't even like a cute flower stand. It was more just like a canopy with a table, yeah. you know, yeah. so we were just making it happen, yeah. you know, and I feel like, yeah, you, yeah. you got to just start with what you yes. got. And, yes. Um, our farm stand, we had been, because I mean, we were hobby farmers. So we were selling our excess vegetables for a couple mm-hmm. years before we started the flower farm. So we had like a presence already. Um, but I would just say, if you want to do a farm stand, consistency is key. Like yes. it has to be very consistent hours and you always got to have flowers because we get so many people who say like, I have driven past your farm stand every day for the last three years. And I finally decided to stop. 
So <laughs> I think people give yeah. up on it too early. Yes. You know, they're like, oh, I tried it for three weeks and nobody bought. I'm like, it takes three years. It does. Mm-hmm. You got to be really consistent. But I knew right from the start that I did not want to go to farmer's markets. My kids were about the same age as yours are right now, mm-hmm. Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to load up all my stuff and haul it. It just, my husband was working two jobs that like, we just didn't have capacity for that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is a great outlet for us. So mm-hmm. just finding what works for you and just like, we're going all in with, with that. Mm-hmm. So that. what sort of, I know you talked about narrowing this down to, um, into three things. Cause I, I find it interesting that Shannon and I was, I was just up there last week helping her. And one of the things I said about my farm team, I was like, you know, I just have so many irons in the fire that sometimes it's yeah. hard for me to, um, market all of those things. So to me, right. the idea of having these three things is the simplicity, this piece of simplicity. So, um, is that sort of part of the reason that that drove you to simplifying? Um, because, you know, I guess what were the changes that you had from previous seasons yeah. to take you um, to this? I mean, so last year we were doing, we were doing the UPIC, the farm stand, bouquet subscriptions, classes, you know, all, all these things. And it was always like, okay, I got to make sure I have enough flowers for the UPIC. And then I have to have mm-hmm. enough flowers for the bouquet subscriptions. And then I have to have flowers for the farm stand. And um, I was being pulled in so many different directions and yeah, I just, I felt like my body was like literally being <laughs> ripped apart by all these different demands and it was, it was just too much. And I have started to realize like my brain cannot focus or process on more than three things at once. Like that just, mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year we, we dropped the UPIC and we dropped the bouquet subscriptions and just decided like what happened if we focused all that divided energy into just the farm stand doing the one thing. Um, and I can't even tell you like the, like the mental space that that cleared up for me. And even just, even my body feels lighter mm-hmm. and looser. Like I got one thing that I'm really focusing on right mm-hmm. now. Awesome. It feels really great. Now, I, I mean, I tried lots of different things and I think you have to try things mm-hmm. to yes. figure out what is your mm-hmm. thing or things. But yeah, and we've talked a lot about not like the saying, like their riches are in the niches. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like finding and finding that ideal customer and then and then yeah. also figuring out like how to speak to them like their yeah. obstacles like what are the obstacles in the way of purchasing something from you when you do have so many outlets you the customer the ideal customer is so different right. and then you yeah. find you're not speaking directly to that person um you're just making more yeah. generalized statements so i really do feel like when you're niching down um there's so much benefit i mean have you felt like even financially there's been a benefit to going down in those different niches. Yeah. yeah. I think we've, I mean, we've focused hard on those three things, the dahlias, the farm stand and the classes. And um, we're already, our income is double from what it was last year. Awesome. And we had more income streams last year. Mm-hmm. It's just that, that power of focus. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, like doing three things really well, instead of doing like 18 things really half-assed and hmm. That's what I was going to ask you is like, you know, because I cut out uh, last year, I cut out full service weddings. So I'm just doing pickup weddings. And I, the capacity, I I just, 
mentally, I feel so much better. Yeah. But hearing yeah. you say that about your revenue, like having it double, because yeah. my thought was like, oh, I'd have so much fear going into that, you know, like just the, the <laughs> change of like, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Um, but I think it, there's a lot of um, non-monetary benefits to mm-hmm. simplifying in that. Yeah. And I don't know what, like I said, the like the mental clearness that I felt um, just like energized me in a way that I feel like that comes across in my marketing mm-hmm. as well. It just like sends out this energy and vibes that maybe that's crazy and out no. there. But I think that's I think great. there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I felt kind of graspy and tight and pulled in all these different mm-hmm. directions. And now I feel a lot more focused and calm. Mm-hmm. directed. Yeah. I keep trialing this on in like small areas. It's like, okay. um, so I went from <laughs> the full service, but it's like, oh, I'm still doing pickup weddings, you know, like yeah. it's like, so I, you know, I'm sort of in a, I don't know, like scaredy cat way, cutting some stuff out and like next summer, um, I'm not doing my summer share. So I'm eliminating okay. that because I can see right. that our you pick and other areas, our workshops are making us more money, but I, it's really, I'm, I, every time I hear somebody that's doing it, like yourself, I get inspired to just really clean out my business and look at like, where else can I cut back sincerely? Because, yeah. you know, just hearing you say that you're being pulled, your body physically being, feels being pulled. It's like, yeah. I'm still, as much as I try to spend time with myself in a self-care routine, I still feel that way, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there's still more things that I need to evaluate for myself for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feel it felt good. It felt like purging, mm-hmm. like purging out a closet, like just throwing everything out there and be like, do I actually still like this? You know, do I do yeah. I want to keep wearing this? Mm-hmm. And just keeping like those pieces that really look great on you and make you feel fabulous, mm-hmm. and the rest of it, you know, you give it to someone else. And I think of that too is like our U pick was really popular and it was great. Like we were featured in Midwest living magazine. It was Mm -hmm. huge. We had tons of people following us. Um, We did a really good job. It was awesome. And it was amazing, but we decided like that time is done and I am providing opportunity for other people to do that now. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not kind of like giving away your clothes to goodwill. Like I don't need this anymore, but someone else is going to be so thrilled Mm -hmm. to do this. So. Well, that's very like wise, you know, to, to see yeah. that as sort of moving on to the next season of your business and next season of yeah. life, you know, um, whereas like yeah. life changes and what fits you, you know, in the beginning of your business as you mature and have a more healthy relationship with that, um, you know, it's going to adjust and change. So the same thing may not fit. So I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you had asked me some questions to kind of think about it here and um, I think a lot of people feel kind of burned out and out of balance because they haven't taken that time to clean out the closet and ask what they actually want to do. And I mean, that could be like a people pleasing tendency. It could mm-hmm. be fear. It could be, you know, scarcity, all of those things. But um, I think really just taking time to figure out like what your version of success looks like instead of like, <laughs> going on Instagram and looking at all these other people's farms and being Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if only my farm could be like that, then I would be successful. But what if you achieve that and you hated it? You Mm -hmm. know, like 
you got to figure out what you actually want. And early on, I think it was like year two of my business. Um, I was advised by someone to put my blinders on and run my own race. Mm-hmm. And she's don't get shiny object syndrome. Stop looking around at what everyone else is doing. Put those blinders on, stay in your lane because in your lane are your people, mm-hmm. like the people who want flowers from you. Mm-hmm. So stop, stop like looking around at everyone else and what everyone else is doing and just focus mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is like the beauty and the blessing of farming is that we can make it work for us. Like, and we really don't have to be a slave to our own businesses. So it's like figuring out the things that energize us, light us up and doing more of those things or the things that like, and it might not always be what your customers always want from you a hundred percent, which is hard. That's when it gets hard, (laughs) hard. you know? But, um, and I feel like that's even for, you know, for me and a lot of other people I talk with, that is like the allure of farming. And it's like, cause we get to get our kids off the bus every day. We get to be here. We get to manage our own schedules. And if, if we don't have those perks, and we don't do the things that may, like, make us feel alive, then why are we really doing it? And that's, exactly. and it can be so many things, you know, it can be a quarter acre, it can be 10 acres, it can be yeah. whatever it is that is exciting you. And I think you've really, you know, grabbed that, grabbed that and ran with it and made it work for you. And it's just, it's really, it's really admirable. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I agree. And it's yeah. the stay in your lane thing with the blinders. It's like, were you don't know you're comparing yourself to somebody else's values my values and how i run my personal life and my business are com- might be completely different than what you know you want or you know shannon you guys with having mm-hmm. children uh might look very different than what it does for me right. too so and that's that's something that you just can't get from that 2 second snapshot on instagram so right oh yeah. that's so good but so yeah. Lori, talk to me about your, because this is just, you know how you make things up about people in your head? Right. Um, so <laughs> what I have in my head about you is that you just are very structured with your daily habit, your routines, um, because, you know, I've seen what you post and I know that um, you've posted even like your workout routine. I was like right. in that point this winter, I think you were kind of talking about getting fit. But so talk to me about your daily routine, your weekly routine. Okay. I wrote it down because I was like, what is my routine here? So I'll just kind of go through like a week. And of course, yeah. we're flower farmers, so it changes, I sure. mean, depending mm-hmm. on the season, what season we're in. But um, so starting with Sunday, right away at the beginning, we're like, we are not going to do work on Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like the sunflowers are blooming and you got to go. It's you know always those yeah. freaking sunflowers. Always the sunflowers. So <laughs> or peonies. Happy. Peonies. Yes. So peonies. Yes. Okay. Oh, Anything yes. that like has to be harvested at the right stage. Like I'll go out and do that before I go to church. Um, but other than that, it is Sunday is like a day of rest for us in a family time. And I do make, I take like an hour or two to plan my week. So I call that like my um, sharpening my ax time. I remember reading something about how, who was it? Some president, like, you know, if I'm going to cut down a cherry tree, I'm going to spend, you know, five hours sharpening my axe before I go chop down the tree, right? Yeah. So just that preparation time. So I spend an hour or two planning out my week, um, you know, how I think it's going to go. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, yeah, there's that that other saying that, you know, plans, plans are useless, but planning is everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that, you know, your plans, 
it's good to plan. It might change, but you, you went through the planning process and that's the important part. Um, so that Sunday is kind of a rest day. Monday is what I call um, like my taking care of life day. So it used to be, we were always so busy working on Saturdays. You know, we would do the UPIC, we do classes and tours. So Saturday was super busy. Mm-hmm. So Monday is usually my day to do the laundry, groceries, errands, um, deal with kids, paperwork, budget, pay bills, all that kind of stuff, like take care of our life. So I know if anything comes up, I can just like push that to next Monday. Like it's going to be taken care of on Monday. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it the rest of the week. So then Tuesday through Thursday is basically like big field day, Uh, field work, harvesting, all that kind of stuff. So I usually start at six, work till noon, take a lunch break. I've been going for a walk at lunch, which feels like super indulgent and amazing to go for like a 15 minute walk by myself. Oh, I love that. Um, And then afternoons, like if it's hot, I'm usually doing the office work. You Mm -hmm. know, that's the dirty little secret of flower farming is for every hour in the field, there's an hour in the office. So, uh huh. So I spend a lot of time in the office. So if you're a new flower farmer, that, that is a reality that you're going to spend a lot of time in the office. Um, and then, we'll eat dinner together as a family. And then sometimes I'll go back out in the evening, but I'm usually done like by eight o'clock. I go to bed. I'm in bed by eight 30 because <laughs> we're pretty exciting people. And then Friday, <laughs> Friday is my flex day. So what I mean by that is like, I don't really schedule a lot on Friday because I know that I was overly optimistic about what I was able to achieve Tuesday through Thursday and stuff's going to bleed over. So Friday, I give myself time to um, catch up on the things I, I didn't get done. And then Saturday, like if we have classes and tours, I might spend the day like getting ready for that. Um, if we don't have a class or tour, then it's just another field day, field work day. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so that's kind of how my week looks. And then daily, like I'm up at five every morning and I need at least one to two hours um, without human interaction. Uh with coffee and I do my quiet time and then I do my, I read my Bible, I pray, I journal, I read books, um, drink my coffee, lots of coffee. And then usually like six or six 30, I'm heading out to go do harvesting and we'll, I'll do harvesting. I'll stock my farm stand, do some posting to social media and then transition to field work when it's too hot to harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my walking and lunch break and then afternoon is office work or making bouquets, like in the cool of the, the hot part of the day there. Dinner time, more bouquets, more field work, and then mm-hmm. bed by 8, 8.30. Like I'm shutting it down at 8. Yeah. So and that, that's when I close my farm stand. Like my farm stand closes at 8. So when I go shut that down, like I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you have employees? I have one employee and she works for me about six hours a week. She's a friend from church. Um, She's got little kids too. So it's not, she comes and works like three hour increments. And when we work together, like she grew up working on a flower farm, which is amazing. She feels like this unicorn that I found. That's awesome. And she is like into CrossFit and exercising. And she was just like, give me the hardest job you've got. And oh my gosh, you found a unicorn. I know. <laughs> when we work together, the two of us, so I save like all the hard stuff for when she comes because we can bust it. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. I mean, she, like I said, she's only there for six hours, but we get a lot done in that amount of time. 
You're probably getting 12 hours worth of work from her in those six yeah. hours, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, and she's goodness. seasonal, right? Like she usually starts kind of in, uh, in April and then helps us through, through the Dahlia digging season. So kind of mid late November. That's great. So, so otherwise it's mostly me and now my husband. Too. Yeah. And that's, um, that's how I imagined that your day, your days would go yeah. just very structured. I, that makes me, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, makes me happy to hear it. I don't know. <laughs> like fantasizing yeah. I, about. I feel like I should say something too. Like I, having the one employee was, was by choice. Um, my husband and I have had a lot of talks about how, how big we want our farm to be and how many people we want to take on. And we don't really want to have employees a lot of employees or manage a lot of employees i mean i think you get maybe you'll do a episode on managing employees but <laughs> it's a plan we, yeah we just decided that we want to keep our farm at a level that is manageable by us with mm -hmm. a little bit of supplemental help um and if it reaches a point where we need to reconsider that we will but right now that's where we want to keep it and so we're, we've been pretty intentional about that that we could grow in areas, but we don't, we're choosing not to at this time. Very cool. I think just listening to your routine and you didn't say okay. it, but I think the underlying component is that you give yourself a lot of grace. Like, yeah. Hey, if I, I didn't get this good. done today, Hey, it's like not the end of the world. I've built yeah. in time into my schedule for those things. And yeah. I think when you were starting off and like, even now, like even you know, we've, this is our sixth growing season. We still struggle with that. We're like, oh my gosh, the list didn't get done. And there a lot of times, and this is something we're working on. There is no other time. Right. <laughs> There's no other time, you know, for that stuff to happen or it happens on our time or we're subbing family time for that time. And that's when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And I really think like I'm, I'm taking away from just hearing your routine and it seems like something so simple, but we can just learn is that building in those grace periods yeah. um, where we can get caught up when life gets ahead or the farm gets ahead of us a little bit too. So that's awesome. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, I've, worked really hard at that because like Lindsay said, recovering perfectionist, um, I used to walk around my farm beating myself up, mm -hmm. like, look, you didn't get that done and you didn't get that done. And you didn't, you know, like, I can't believe you didn't do that. Why didn't you do that? You must be lazy. And it was awful. <laughs> and yeah. I started to pay attention to the way I was talking to myself. And like, I would never talk to an employee that way. I would never talk to a friend that way. Um, I was being a total bitch to myself mm -hmm. and I realized that I started, had to start treating myself the way I would treat other people. Um, and the way I would treat other people would be like, Oh, you know, you didn't get it done. That's okay. We will figure this out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I tell myself a lot. Like we're going to figure it out and it will either get done or it won't. And if it doesn't get done, it wasn't meant to get done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's didn't. amazing. And I know yeah. that's really simplistic, but, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, is yeah. the world going to end if it doesn't get done? Yeah. And sometimes it's very serious when things don't get done at the right time. As I'm looking at my amaranth that I didn't pinch at the right time. And now it's nine feet tall and oh, unreasonable. What is with the amaranth? <laughs> what did I do? I was like, oh, I missed it. But yeah, I'm at that point now where I can be like, well, it looks really cool in the field. And yes. All the people that drive by love to see it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. wants a nine foot piece of amaranth? 
beautiful all display. <laughs> Nobody wants it. And I'm like, oh, I could use it for photography. Oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm I, so much kinder to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I use saying that I just did that today. I know I shared before the episode started that um, I hit my high tunnel with the tractor today and I came inside and I was, I was irritated. I was like sort of mad, but I'm like, what am I actually feeling? You know, it was like, there was sort of this underlying sense of like inadequacy because, you know, I'm very independent. I'm like, I can't fix it. I'm going to have to ask for help. It was all these things that are a personal challenge for me at times, you know, I'm like, um, so, but I came in and I'm like, Lindsay, just be kind to yourself. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If it was one of the girls that hit it, I would, it's like, as long as they're okay, you know, I went down this whole road of like, oh, there's too much, you, you're running around a hundred miles an hour. You've got too much on your brain, you know, the whole negative self-talk. And we do on the farm, the girls just love it. Um, if we say something negative about it, this is sarcasm. If we, <laughs> if they say something negative about themselves, I make them say, we all hold each other accountable, but I make them say two positive things. To, about themselves, whether they say it to themselves or they say it out loud, but they do it. We all hold each other accountable because we so easily do that, right? We all mess up. We all make mistakes. And that's sincerely what just happened today. Um, I had zero intention of announcing that, um, but it's okay. You know, it's like, it's going to get, yeah, I know I do. It's like, I'm human. Like it, I made a mistake. Um, and Man, I mean, I'm not going to tell my dad, but <laughs> that's for my therapist. Um, but yeah, I think just being kind to yourself too. And so one of the things when you were just talking and I was thinking about was how are you able to kind of keep those commitments to yourself? Because I think, I think Shan, that's one of the things you were talking about right there, just giving mm-hmm. yourself that extra space. So how do you feel like you're able to kind of keep those commitments to yourself throughout the week with your plan? Yeah. Okay. So this might be kind of a weird concept, but it works for me. So maybe it will work for other people. Um, The way I keep commitments to myself, and I I, I don't always, right? I don't want anyone to think that I like got this all figured out, but I think of um, my present self and my future self, future Lori. Future Lori is a separate person from me. So she is like this different person. And she is someone that like, I just love her and I want the best for her and I appreciate her. And I'm really excited because I know she's going to do awesome things, but she needs me to do things right now so that she can do these awesome things in the future. And so I treat her as a separate person. So it's almost like I, like you're meeting a friend for coffee, right? Like you wouldn't just not show up to coffee mm-hmm. for your friend because you made a commitment to her and she's expecting you to show up. And that's how I feel about keeping commitments to myself is I'm investing in mm-hmm. cheering on and enabling my future self. And that is really motivating to me. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of that, uh, in my present self, I'm able to look back at the past Lori and be like, Oh my gosh, you planted those peony plants five years ago. And I'm so grateful you did that. Like that was such a good idea. You were so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, is that weird? I don't know. No, no, no I, I love like it. it. Yeah, I it love it. Me to think of 
Like, what can I do today to make her life easier mm-hmm. and to help her achieve? Because, like, we're, we're different people, but we're on the same team. What, you know, what can I do to help her achieve the things that she wants to do? So that is, like, one tool I use to help keep mm-hmm. commitments. Because, like, my present self is, like, the toddler brain. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of winding <laughs> Yeah. It's like the mindset. It's like you getting yourself yeah. now in the mindset to know, like, you know, to be this person in five years from now, what do I have to yeah. be for myself today to get yes. myself to that person? You know, it's like, yeah. even just thinking about not doing a CSA next year, the changes that I want to make in my farm, it's like, okay, what, what do I need to do now to be that person next year? That's such a great way to look at it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps. And then I like, this is maybe related, related, um, in the morning time, so my quiet time, I I have this notebook that I've been doing this for three years now where I, I basically, I write the same statements. It's like this 12 statements and you think I would have them memorized because I write them every morning. Um, but they're, they're ones like, you know, um, I treat myself with kindness, compassion, and curiosity. Um, I'm no longer a slave to fear. What else do I write? all these things about myself that I want to be true. And the cool part is like, they all started off as statements that I wanted myself to be. And now like I am those things. Hmm. Like I just repeat it over and over every morning until I could believe it and embody it. And so it's just, it's kind of cool. Like, and you could like slip in new thoughts that you Mm -hmm. want to embody about yourself. And that helps me also to keep my commitments, like keeps a broader perspective. Like um, I'm investing in myself to do these amazing things later in the future, but it requires me to be just really investing myself right now. Hmm. I love that. Gosh, Mm -hmm. see, I told you she's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. I feel like I'm not talking about very much. Yeah, this is what we wanted. This is this is part of this is exactly why I I mean this is what we want to talk about because I think to get to um all you know, if we're talking about the health of our business and balancing all those things, it's it you're included in it. You're the one that's running it. So you can't have a healthy relationship with your business if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself. So I think that's such a great we're we're usually the first to be neglected. We neglect mm-hmm. ourselves first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we tend to. And I think so many farmers, um, myself included, we spend so much time and energy like devoted on learning how to grow the crop and be a good farmer. And that's really, really important. But I have found that like growing the flowers is the easy part, which is laughable because growing flowers is really hard. But the hardest part of being a farmer is is the business end and the personal development. Like you are your boss and you're running this business and it requires you to invest in yourself, which is really uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a lot of us, myself included. Um, investing the money, the time, uh, the you know the brain space into who do I need to be? What do I need to do to build this business? Because you could grow the best flowers in the world, but if you can't, market them or run an, you know, run a business, what use is it? So, yeah, I think when we fill up our cups and we're, we're just 
doing that personal development. We're showing up as a better version for our families. We're connecting on a different level with our customers because we have the energy to do that. Instead yes. of being looking at a customer and feeling drained, you're yeah. looking at them and feeling energized by the, the money that they're giving to your business, by the blessing of them coming to, you know, exchange flowers with you. Mm-hmm. It really is amazing. And when, when you're yeah. constantly like looking at it as a drag or worrying about the next thing, or I'm constantly last, I'm so tired, all, all of the things, yeah. um, I think we're just showing up as better versions of ourselves for everybody and, and our businesses just benefiting from that. Yeah. That's what I've loved, Shannon, uh, listening to your podcast. Like I can tell that you just really love your people. I do. You love your customers <laughs> and that comes across as oh, so genuine. And I mm-hmm. think like I even wrote a note about that. Um, cause Lindsay would ask me like, uh, what's one of the biggest mistakes you see farmers making and a, a big mistake I see is like not, not inviting your customers to be part of your mission. Like mm-hmm. partners. that's what I see you doing so well, Shannon, is Thank you. inviting your people in, sharing your story with them, just like genuinely loving them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's your responsibility as the farmer. I see mm-hmm. too many farmers that like, I grew these flowers. Here they are. How come nobody's buying? How come they're not, you know, build it there. Come, you know, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work that way, you have to first like pour yourself out with yes. that love and generosity and compassion. And it's a reciprocal relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're really, really good at that. Oh, thank you. Just- yeah. I think, you know, I'm like, I really do believe in like the vibration that we put out in the world. And I feel like you low vibration people attract other low <laughs> low vibration people (laughs) and and high vibration people are like the people that, you know, they want to gravitate to you. So like at at a market, like I really want, I want to be proud. I'm so proud of what Mm -hmm. I have brought there. And if, even if someone says like, Oh, pick me out one that's going to last the longest, (laughs) like (laughs) sure will. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be yeah. any of them. Yeah, yeah. we like we tend like we tend to feel discouraged. Like even when I first started, it'd be like one comment. I would just overly focus on that, and you'd be like, it, it would just it would derail me. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So I really just try and um keep the vibration high. And it's hard. It's hard when you have employees. Like that's the number one thing I'm always like, when someone buys from you, you better say, thank you so much. This is the script. Thank you so much for supporting our farm and family. It means everything that you bought our bouquet today. Please reach out if you have any questions. And I think even in those most drained moments, because there's a lot of times on Saturdays and I'm sure Lindsay, Lori, both of you can attest to this. When I'm getting ready for Saturday market or going out, I'm already drained a little at that point. (laughs) So it's a lot of output to put that face on, you know, when you go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more that we do invest in ourselves, the easier, the easier that is, is I feel like, you know, turning a lot of our statements into not that I have to do something, but that I get to, Mm -hmm. you know, so I get to go do this. I get to go connect with my customers. I get to sell flowers so that I can have a business that I can run from my home and be my own boss. So I think it is just rephrasing all of those kind of negative things that we, that our minds do tell us at times when things are hard. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's a great observation. Um, I mean, farm life is really hard, Mm -hmm. but I have started like just saying this new thing to myself. I look around at everything and I just say, this is good living. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just so honored that I get to do this and it's hard and it's beautiful and it's exhausting and it's invigorating all at the same time. Um, It's just this world of contrast and extremes, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm just filled with gratitude that we get to enter into that and do that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was walking around doing a kids workshop the other night, like a kids you pick and design. And I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. I cannot believe this is my job. You know, I just, it it was just thinking about how lucky that I am to do that. And after leaving my full-time job, I'm like, oh yeah, there is no going back. There is no way the things that so align. We talked about values earlier. It's like that freedom, um, you know, internal freedom of, being able to just, you know, add a new workshop if I want, or take a, take a weekend off. You know, I had two blackout weekends in a row for myself on my schedule for the last two weekends in August, you know, and I didn't let the guilt creep in because I've earned it and it isn't even earning it. It's like, I need that in order to show up. And like Shan, you were saying, and by the way, Shannon, you make everybody feel that way. Not just your cousin. The love is like, it's just, oh, it's, you're too much. Her and Jed both. It's just, yes. And I think that like vibration of, um, you know, I've gotten teary eyed just thinking about how the people that I've met in this path. Um, and it's not been easy, you know, and, um, it's, but I'm so grateful, so grateful for it. Um, yeah, just very grateful for the friendships too. Okay, Lori. So now that you have revamped your business a little bit, what are some things that you're still feeling challenged with? And then when you are facing that challenge, what's kind of the decision-making process Mm -hmm. behind figuring out, um, what, how to make that your priority or not? Uh, so something I'm still challenged with is time management, uh, managing myself. I am the boss of this business and there's nobody telling me what to do except myself. Um, sometimes that's great. And sometimes that is not so great. I am a Enneagram one kind of type a personality, but I'm also, uh, an artist like artsy fartsy you know, moved by the spirit type of person, which is kind of this weird combination that's at odds Mm -hmm. with itself. Um, When I was an art teacher, it always made me laugh. My principal, principal loved me as the teacher there. He's like, you're the most organized art person we've ever had here. (laughs) You know, because I had my like little checklists and notebooks, but um, I can, I can go one way or the other. And so I'll have things like mapped out how I want to do it. And then I'm literally like, oh my gosh, look at that butterfly. I have to photograph that. (laughs) And like I'll go off on a tangent and Mm -hmm. photograph it, uh, you know, and suddenly it's like, oh, wow, we're an hour and a half (laughs) behind schedule. (laughs) I'm still my own boss. So Mm -hmm. it is a little bit like, do I beat myself up over that? Or is that an investment in my business? I don't know. So I'm always trying to figure out that. And again, like I'd mentioned before, I build in that buffer time on Friday so that if I do get distracted by butterflies, 
I built time in to catch up on on things. Um, another thing I'm challenged on, and I didn't I didn't write this in here, so I'm not prepared to express this fully, but I I do struggle with, um, so we, you know, we really reined it in this year and it feels great and everything feels super manageable and it's August and I don't want to burn my field down, which is unusual. Um, (laughs) and so what is happening to me right now, it's like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. I should be all like, which is stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, it's just that shiny object, like, oh, someone else is doing that. Maybe I should do that. And I have to rein myself back in because the second question you asked was, mm-hmm. how do I make decisions about what I'm going to do in my farm? Um, and I, I have a filter that I run things through and that helps me from getting shiny object syndrome. So this was, gosh, almost 10 years ago that I took a class Um, almost like a group therapy class where we had to name our top three life values. So we spent weeks, you know, writing down all the things that make us feel alive, that make us feel like we're living into our fullness, that feel in alignment. And we had to come up with three um, buckets or categories that those came into. And so I use those bucket categories to make all my decisions. When I say, okay, should we do weddings? Let's say, should we add weddings to this? I can run it through the filter of, does this align with these values that I have decided ahead of time? And if it does, I'm like, okay, if we have capacity, this is something I could consider adding later. But if it doesn't align with those values, I have to put it aside because I know that even though it's a good thing, it's probably not the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I always think of like, just because I can do something doesn't mean that I should do it. Yes. And yeah. even though I have capacity to do it, doesn't mean that I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just trying to stay in my lane there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is hard. I That is something I think, I think we all struggle, struggle with that in some ways. And you're always trying to be like, okay, and, and there's always something new, like a new thing oh, yeah. to do, you know, a new crop you know, that might be amazing. (laughs) 90% chance it it only works in one zone for one person. Right. 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 (laughs) Name starts with an F, ends with a T. (laughs) I know that story. Yes. So many people come to me and say that, like it doesn't grow well in my zone. Like I know you gotta just experiment. And yes, you do have to experiment with things. Yes, you do. See if it's a a good fit, whether it's a crop or a a sales channel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay to experiment with things, but I, I, yeah, I've had like 15 different ideas this summer. Like, Oh, we should add this. We could do this. I'm like, Nope, 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 Nope. Let's rein this back. Mm -hmm. We're, We're doing just fine. We're doing good. Like let's stay focused. Let's stay consistent. And maybe next year I, you know, I feel that, I feel good. Like we do have capacity to take on something else. So maybe that's for next year, but yeah. Oh, I love that. I like to um, pause before I say, give an answer to something. Cause I, yes, just comes out of my mouth. And I just recognize that where I'm I'm like, like, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Or, you know, it's like you say those things and then you're, I'm later, I'm, I'm resentful because I said yes, when I really meant no. You know, I was like, okay, well, that was a a lesson. So I just, not that I have that, you know, all under control. Like I've, (laughs) don't ever say it when I mean it, don't mean it. But yeah, it's constant. 
ongoing. So, um, um, that is why I don't take phone calls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I were to take phone calls, I would say yes. And, um, I, I say no to almost everything. Um, I think early on in the business, I had to say yes to a lot of things. Like Mm -hmm. that's just how you get your foot in the door and you find what you're doing. But as I discovered the things that we like to do, I've said no a lot Mm -hmm. because I know early on I said yes to a lot of things. And that meant that I was saying no Mm -hmm. to my kids and my family. And I'm not super proud of some of the things that I did early on. And Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know. Um, Mm-hmm. but now I do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Lori, as far as, you know, book recommendations, if somebody wants to dive, you know, deeper into creating more balance for themselves in their personal lives or on the farm, do you have any book recommendations? I do. So on my, um, on my website, I even have a whole page where I record oh, the awesome. books that I'm reading. So I'm trying to look here, it's under, I have a tab that says more and then it says resources. We can so link it to I the show notes. Yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got kind of a list and it's some of it is like farming, gardening books, flower books, but a lot of it is um, like, I'm just going to share some books that I recommend and none of these are dealing with flowers at all or gardening, but that's perfect. Yeah. So you can, these are on the website too, I think, but right now I'm reading Essentialism by Greg McCowan, I think. Okay. Said. It is that, blowing my mind. That one's been on my list for a while. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Because you're going to like highlight every other sentence. Very cool. And okay. I'm reading it like I, I, I mean, if I had read it maybe two years ago, I might not have been in the right place for it mm-hmm. at the right time. But I was, you know, sometimes books just hit you at just the right time mm-hmm. for where you're at. And that one, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I read a book. It's called It's About Time by Valerie Burton. And it just, it was a really interesting study about how time works and how to be super conscious about how you want to spend your time. Um, It was a really good mix of practical and philosophical and getting in touch with what you actually want. Uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm -hmm. I loved her Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a little bit like, mystical and out there, but there's some really great concepts about ideas and how ideas are formed and how ideas come to life. Um, In my life, I've had several dreams and visions that I've actually seen come to fruition, and it's really cool. And she talks about that a lot in the book, how ideas and visions are like swirling through the universe, looking for someone who is receptive for them to make them come true on earth. And I just, I find this I love that. Super delightful. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little out there for people, but I loved it. Oh, I love that. Um, Visioneering by Andy Stanley. Um, I'm a Christian, so some of these books are uh, based on Christianity, but Visioneering is about how you take a vision and turn it into reality on earth. Um, again, a really good mix of like practical and spiritual, emotional. Uh, the Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron. That's the Enneagram book. Have that's been on my list. No, that's, no, I've, I need to read she, that. Shannon doesn't even know her Enneagram. I don't even know. I need to do it. Oh gosh, I, I want to know. <laughs> I know. It is so helpful. It's okay. so helpful. 
if you don't know what your Enneagram number is, like figure it out. Okay. And then figure out what your husband is and then all of your employees. Mm -hmm. And it makes communication so much better. It does. Especially between a husband and wife, because Mm -hmm. now I know like everything my husband does, like that is just, that's who he is. And I know like the core reason why he responded that way. And I just don't take anything personally anymore Mm -hmm. because I know that's part of who he is. So it's like- okay relationship healing cool and it's not it's not this like everybody says oh you know it's, it's like woo woo or just like a personality test it's way beyond that it's it's really yeah. understanding sort of it's helped me from a business standpoint too yeah. to um you know how i'm a three and if you read oh. three you're just like oh yeah of course you are yeah. you're intense of you are. yeah <laughs> um so but seeing that and then it's so helpful to see like you know, uh, they, they'll say it to you as like a healthy three or an unhealthy three or yes. un- out of balance is how I like to say it. So I'm like, oh, I see yeah. that really showing up in my life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need, it's very helpful for me to see it and then look at, you know, how do I make changes to support slowing down? Um, yeah, it's, there's, um, it's just so apparent to me after you read it, but that book is on my list. That's on my reading list for this winter. So yeah, it's really good. And I think he has a podcast or he's been interviewed on <clears throat> dozens of podcasts. And so I, I, they're, it's fantastic. Like our church, like everyone in leadership had to take it just so they could figure out like, how do we interact with each other? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, super valuable. He was on Amy I'm Porterfield's like, podcast. Yeah, Shan, you have to tell us. Um, know, he I was know. he was on uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It was a good, was a good interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> next, I have Everything is Figure-Outable. That's a good one. Everything is Figure-Outable by Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. That one is just a really good, like, kick in the butt. Um, mm-hmm. Like, go get them, girl. <laughs> I liked that one. And then... High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. That's mm-hmm. just kind of like, how do you become a high achiever? Someone who is able to do all these things on a daily basis and not burn yourself out. Atomic Habits by James Clear. I would mm-hmm. say, like, if you were to read one book out of this list, it would probably be that one. It's great. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. I've read it's it great. twice. I've I actually, yeah. it was one of those I got down. I was like, okay, I want to <laughs> read that again. It was so yeah. good. I, it's on my stack to read again. Like, I need to read this every year. Like, it mm-hmm. should be like in January. I start the year by reading Atomic Habits. He is my favorite and mm-hmm. I signed up for his email newsletter. He sends it out every Thursday and it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Um, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, short little book, but just really good about mindset. Digital Minimalism by Cal mm-hmm. Newport. Okay. So it's just about um, finding more healthy ways to engage with technology and social media and all of that good stuff. And then Quiet, The Power of Introverts by Susan Cain, because I am super introverted. It's probably, it's like my superpower and my biggest weakness at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, So just for the longest time, I was ashamed that I was an introvert and would get mad that I couldn't like do things that other people could do. But now I see like it's actually something that I can use to my advantage. And I just learned to manage some of the parts I don't like as well. But very um, cool. I, that's it. I, I mean, I have great. more on the, yeah, on the we, website. We, we should do like a dirt bag book club. 
yes. That's a great idea. <laughs> I would love that. What do you think? Yeah. Maybe off-season, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. December through February. Yeah. I love that. And I, you know, I tend to fall asleep when I read. So I'm doing mine at all the wrong time. I need, needs to be in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or maybe audiobooks. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Lori, how can people find you and connect with you? Yes. Okay. So you can go to our website, which is www.3acrefarm.net and you can um, write me a message in the contact form or go to my email inbox. You can also follow along with us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, But I just want to give a disclaimer here that my message response rate on social media is a big fat zero. Like I just... (laughs) I love it. I... I can't keep up with like Facebook, yeah. Instagram, email, the, all these other things. So mm-hmm. um, I have chosen my lane for communication and it's email. And I figure if someone really needs to get a hold of me, they're going to email me. Perfect. And I will try to get back to you within a week during busy season, mm-hmm. more availability when it's off season. I have, I've mirrored so many of my things on the farm after things you have done, it's just so inspiring mm. to me of just seeing how you set a, a boundary and how clear you are with communication. Um, mm. And I know when we consulted together, that was one of the things that you said to me about, you know, setting, having personal boundaries, business boundaries with the UPIC because you're, you know, getting yeah. people onto your property. Um, yeah. And I have just really taken after that and in, in learning how to do that. Um, so yeah. I thank you for being so brave to put yourself out there because it's really helped me in a lot of ways. So it's hard and it doesn't always work. I mean, I was laughing because literally like an hour before I got on here with you, we're closed on Mondays, like farm stands, not open, everything's shut down. Dude pulls up, walks into my garage and I'm like, excuse me. So I said to my husband, like time for more fences. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. Always trying to establish boundaries for sure. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I, (laughs) I don't know that we ever like fully achieve it or. I know um, it's a goal. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think uh, balance is an illusion. I think it's balancing, you know, cause you're, it's constant, Mm -hmm. constant shift. So it is. That's, that's really good. I like that. Cause the word balance makes me uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. I think it, Try, makes us try to achieve something that's maybe not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. that word. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, Lori, thanks. thank you so You're the much. Best. Oh I know. I, I told that was you. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> So great. I, I really think. Oh, good. I, I really think people are really going to get a lot out of that. I know I did, and it was such a joy yeah. to meet you over yeah, the internet for the first time. And I really do hope that our paths get to connect multiple times. I hope so again. too. I know yeah. one of these days I'll have to go to one of those conferences, but remember that like whole introverted part? I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> all these people. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. I well, thank I you. you saying that you need days to recover. I'm like, I oh. just need a week. Oh yeah, we were just done. I was toast getting back from the ASCFG conference, like energized and exhausted at the same time. So, (laughs) well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you 
all again for joining us for another episode. Do you have a friend who might be struggling to keep their head above water right now on their farm? If this episode resonated in your heart, please, please, please share this episode with them. I know I have a list of people I can share this episode with, and it's not even just flower farmers. It's other people who are running and owning their own businesses who can really get so much out of the conversation that we just had. And I know I'm going to be taking a lot of these ideas and running with them. So um, please, please head over to our Instagram at Dirt on Flowers and drop into our DMs. Say hello. We really do love getting a chance to chat with you all. Um, it really does make all of this fun that we have on this podcast worth it. And it really is awesome to get to hear your point of view on some of the things that we're doing. Okay, dirtbags, that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening in and we will see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a great week, guys. 